0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you to talk about the local real estate market for another week here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo at REMAX, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And I want to start off the show today just talking about some of the real estate statistics. Uh, they, they come out you know each month uh, for the prior month. Um, and, and and kind of give us an idea of what's going on in the market so we can look at, you know, wh- what are we seeing in terms of inventory? What are we seeing in terms of the average sales price? Um, and and interestingly enough, and I think uh, not a surprise to anyone that's really looking at the data right now that's paying attention to the market, uh, but, but the first statistic that stands out to me, Mike, is that from March of, or excuse me, February of 2020 to today, we have a 21% increase in the average sales price. So it went from, uh, 283 last February to 283,000 to 337,000 today, the 337,000 number marks the highest number I've seen in my entire real estate career yes. spanning, spanning back uh, 15, uh, years now. So um, you know, I guess it's it's not a surprise to us in the industry, but if you're listening, um, it, it may be a surprise to you that home values have gained 21% this year. And Mike, to me, it, it tells me that um, we have a lot of consumers that are um, waiting to sell their home uh, that probably shouldn't be because we're at the peak uh, of all time um and and also home buyers on the fence thinking things are going to turn in their direction or thinking prices are going to drop um it doesn't appear that that's happening however i don't know how much longer a 20 percent year-over-year appreciation rate can can sustain uh so, so i suspect we may see some flattening off of pricing. Uh, you start to get to a point where um, you know you could be forcing people out of the market, becoming unaffordable. Uh, certainly not something that we want to be categorized as. But but I believe that uh, we're going to see that 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 you know appreciation slow down a little bit. Um, but ultimately, a lot of home sellers that are selling to buy, and 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 I don't know why, but we keep hearing this over and over again. We have got home sellers that are selling three hundred thousand dollars houses to buy five hundred thousand dollars houses, and say they're going to wait because they want their home value to go up more. They don't quite realize that the five hundred thousand dollars house they're buying isn't in a vacuum; it's going to go up too. Right. Uh, so if you're if you're selling to buy, it's really not relevant uh, to wait for your value to go up as if the value of the property you are going to buy isn't going to go up because it is. So, so Mike, a lot of people making misinformed decisions right now about, about housing. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And I think something too, with that,
1: that average sales price, that's, that's important to mention out there in the 21% increase. Some of that is because that's the average sales price. And a lot of that is because on the lower end, there is no inventory. Yeah. So be there. So a lot of higher price homes are now selling, which is driving that number that that sure. number up. And yeah. So, again, as, as an average is going on there, but you're exactly right. Just because you're waiting for your house to go up doesn't mean the rest of the market or the your next house isn't also going up in lockstep along with that. Um, and so it's and, and that's a conundrum. A lot of people, I think, are facing and, and
0: you know, holding on to. And, and so here the right move. Here are some other things about the statistics, and, and we see this happen all the time as, as uh, the number one listing agents in Tampa. Uh, there isn't an agent in Tampa that lists more residential resale properties than us. And, and so we see this a lot where we put a well-priced home on the market that we know is going to go fast. Let's just say it's a $400,000 house and people offer three eighty. dollars um, This just isn't the market for that. I mean, if you're expecting that you're going to get, you know, several percentage points off of a market value price, uh, you need to get with Michael J. Fox and get in the (laughs) DeLorean and go back in time because it just, you missed it. You missed it. You you, you realistically, you missed it. That just isn't available today. 99% is the average list to sell price ratio. Now, let me tell you something about that. That 99% average list to sell price ratio is also for average realtors. The best realtors in the market are getting bidding wars on almost everything right now because they know how to negotiate, they know how to strategize, they know how to position their clients home for success, uh, and, and they know how to be patient to let the offers roll in. So so the idea that, you know, as a buyer, uh, you know, and, and some of this, you know, weighs on the agent, some of it weighs on the consumer not listening to their agent. If you're making an offer on a house, you better plan on offers or asking price or better if it's in a if it's a well priced home you're, or you're gonna just waste time. You're not even gonna get an answer. We had somebody not long ago uh, make an offer like five percent off of asking on a three hundred thousand dollar house, and we had like twenty seven offers. And we responded and said, hey, we have multiple offers. And they sent some sort of nasty gram that why we didn't individually answer them. And, you know, because we had 27 offers on the house. Like, what do you, do you think that you're going to get some special attention? You know, the proof's in the pudding. You, you've got to make a strong offer today or you're wasting your time. It's just the reality. Home sellers look at these statistics. Listing agents look at these statistics. They know if they've got a well-priced home. And if you make a low offer, there's no obligation for the seller to answer you. I think that's an important thing here. Let me repeat that. There is no obligation for the seller to specifically answer your offer or counter it or respond to it. The only requirement is that they be conveyed your offer. That's it. You know, in some instances, they can just wad it up and throw it in the trash. They can delete the email. They don't have to respond to your offer, especially if you offend them or you offer some stupid low number, which unfortunately is still happening despite what's going on in the market. And then buyers and their agents get all up in a hissy because their offer didn't get a counter because we got nine other offers on the house. Why would they counter your offer? You made a stupid lowball offer. So the reality is if you're a buyer, plan on offering a really good price. Um, and, and expect that you may not get an answer or that it may be a highest and best situation with no guidance. And, and we, we, another thing that we get a lot is the buyers and their agents, uh, wanting to know what our best offer is that defeats the whole purpose of highest and best. Right. And it, you know, The whole purpose of highest invest is to give everyone a fair shot, uh, not to coach you into an offer that ten minutes later could get beat. There's a deadline for a reason. Some some agents will roll up, you know, one minute they're sending in their offer right before that deadline because they don't want their offer shopped. So there's there's no way anyone can effectively do that. And and frankly uh, the majority of the time the seller is instructed us not to say anything because it undermines their negotiating position. You may end up paying more if we don't tell you what our best offer is. So, you know, that, that it's something that people are going to have to get used to because here's another glaring part of the statistics, Mike. 1.0. 1. 0. 1. 1.0. 0. That's the month's supply of inventory in our market. Yes. We have one month of inventory, meaning that Every home on the market, if no other homes came on the market, it would take one month to sell them all. The lowest number in Tampa Bay history. Yeah, the lowest number in Tampa Bay history.
1: Yeah. So. If you're a buyer, you you gotta, I mean, you you hit on the head, you're not gonna get those lowball offers to be go through. And and a lot of times you got to be prepared to maybe pay over the you know the ask price um and have to bring that extra cash to go on because there's so many bidding wars and people are paying over asking price. Um, And that's just becoming the norm. And that's just the market that we're in. And you got to adjust to the market that you're in um, and and be pregnant going in and this conventional wisdom or a a realtor that's not experienced that's guiding you to say you can get, you know, 5
0: or 10% off. It's just not going to happen in this marketplace. And and here's the other thing, Mike, because you touched on this a little bit. I think it's important um, to understand how the average sell price is getting impacted. When we say there isn't inventory of homes in, let's just call it the, 150 to probably 400 thousand dollar range. There there is inventory, but the demand far outweighs the inventory. To where in those price ranges, we've got 0.7, 0.8, 0.9, 0.8 months of inventory right. because the demand is far outweighing the supply of homes. Listen, are there homes available? Are there homes going on the market in that price range? Yes, but they're selling really fast and they're going bidding wars um, and they're going above asking. And, and, you know, despite all of this data, despite the news talking about it, everybody's talking about it, you still have buyers and agents making stupid lowball offers, expecting an answer, and then throwing a hissy fit when their lowball offer doesn't get answered. But, but the average list to sell price ratio in all those price ranges is, is 99%. Here's another interesting fact. Now, when we looked at these statistics, we've always said, as, as the price goes up, That problem gets less and less relevant. In other words, there's more inventory and and a a better negotiating margin for the buyer. That really isn't the case anymore because between 500 and 600, we have 1.2 months of inventory. Between 600 and 700, 1.6. 700 and 800, 2.1. Then 2.9 for 900 and 4.3 for over a million, all still drastic seller's markets. Yes. Below six months of inventory is the seller's market. So, all of those price points throughout Tampa Bay still a seller's market. And guess what? List to sell price ratio is 99%, all the way from 100 up to $700,000. And then it goes to 98% and 96% as you get above a million. So, yes, is there a little bit of negotiating room on a million dollar listing? yeah but but not 10 percent um you know it's it's a few percentage points at best uh because there's just a a lack of supply based on demand there are more people that want to buy homes and move here uh than we have supply for and builders aren't keeping up with it and there's a lot of sellers staying put we're not getting people relocating out of our area like we have in the past so what's that mean the supply and demand curve is heavily in favor of the seller and if you want to get a house, if you want to buy a home, you got to, you know, got to get with the times. It's just the market of today.
1: Yeah. And you see in those that price range, you said, you know, 150 to 400 or whatever it may be. I mean, you see all these stories I've seen to people on your team, you know, showing where literally there's a line out the door when the thing goes for sale for showings. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 10, 12, 15 people deep, something like I've never seen before. Um, you would think it's like a Black Friday sale or something is, is what it reminds me of. Really, just to go see a viewing of a house. It's, it's absolutely incredible.
0: And, and here's the key to it and And, in our last minute here, before we jump to the break, the key to it is if you're gonna pick an agent that really knows what they're doing in today's market is getting the right training and coaching. That situation that you posted with that line out the door, our buyer's agent yeah. won a bidding war to get the house for their client, because they know how to navigate through this scenario. When you're talking about an agent out there that does a deal here and there, they don't know the tricks of the trade. They don't know how to find inventory, not in market. They don't know how to appeal to, an emo- to a seller emotionally versus financially. They don't know how to do all the tricks of the trade that that somebody that does the business a lot. It's a difference between a guy sitting on the bench in the NBA and the, and the leading scorer on the team. Who are you going to trust taking that shot? You know, you're not putting the guy on the bench at the end of the game when the game's tied. You're putting the person that does it every day and does it a lot, shoots it a lot. We shoot a lot of shots. We sell a lot of houses. And and with that comes experience on how to navigate through this market that, unfortunately, a lot of agents are failing at. A lot of agents are getting out of the business. So if you're a home buyer right now and you're failing, I would encourage you to really look at, you know, your choice in the agent that you hire. Did you pick them because they can help you win a bidding war and help you get a house? Or did you pick them because, you know, they're your friend or your neighbor or something like that. And they're not really super experienced at navigating through this situation. So it's why we're winning in a lot of these situations right now. It's why we're, you know, breaking records on our team for home sales and even on home listings despite, um, you know, we 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 sold, we listed as many homes in February as we did last year with one quarter of the market inventory, uh, you know, market-wide. So, you know, we're breaking records despite what's going on and and we're going to continue doing that. So anyway, we're going to be back. We're going to continue talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Um, we've got some cool Tampa Bay Lightning giveaways now that they're allowing uh, fans in the audience. we yes. at, we got some tickets for some clients that we're going to give away that, that we do on social media. So make sure you're following us at the Duncan Duo Again, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Facebook, uh, whatever social media uh, platform you like the most, follow us there and uh, pay attention because we're constantly putting out good, relevant content for what's going on in the Tampa Bay real estate market to give you the best advice to help you succeed When you're buying or selling. So, um, you know, our our housing market, it's interesting. There was an article um, that talked about um, how COVID impacted the real estate market. And there are parts of the country where COVID impacted the real estate market negatively. But as we talked about with, um, you know, the stats in the first segment really didn't impact our market negatively. It, It impacted our market drastically positively. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you've seen it different places. And we talk about that
1: all the time you know, sometimes the national statistics don't tell the whole story of what's going on here in Tampa Bay and, you know, things are totally different in New York, for example, versus what's happening in, you know, in Florida and the Tampa Bay region.
0: So here's another thing that I found funny, um, and and it's not a surprise to me, um, but Americans are forming households at a much faster pace than builders are constructing homes. So let's think about this for a second, okay? Here's what that means. During COVID, People couldn't go out and do stuff. So guess what? They were making babies. Yes. I mean, they're inside. They're making babies. I mean, that's just, hey, that's what's happening. So so in, in addition to uh, a labor shortage, so homes couldn't get built as much, um, uh, local municipalities and contractors sending people home from work, so uh, construction slowing down, uh, a massive amount of people moving to Florida, more families making babies, aka they want to get a new house because they need more room. Um, all of these things pile up to create basically the hottest real estate market I've ever seen. And and so it's not any one thing. We've got people moving here for, um, you know, because of COVID shutdowns, because of political reasons, because of climate uh, issues in other parts of the country. We got, you know, record-breaking housing uh, formation We've got um, you know, labor shortages and permit problems because of um, you know, municipalities not being able to keep up. All of these things kind of pile up and cause what we talked about in our first segment, which is one month of inventory on the market. So the, the whole belief that um, home sales uh, falling because of inventory, uh, that's relevant nationally, but not relevant locally.
1: Yeah, and even on the house the household formation thing, um you're right, people are making babies, but also like we've talked about in the past, millennials are getting to that age where they're wanting to go, you know, move out of their parents' basement, they're buying a new home that's going in there. And not to sound so somber on it, but then also there's people that are getting divorced. And so you got a Correct. divorced yeah. couple that is now going from got one it. household yeah. to two households. And so a combination of all of that with the babies, all, all of it is why the household formations are, are growing at such a de- drastic rate. And that's why,
0: you know, a big reason why there's so much demand. Yeah, no question about it. And and, and I think that um, one other thing that that um, I think kind of piles on to all of this stuff going on with population growth and housing formation and labor shortages and politics and COVID and, you know, you, you throw all that on there. And, and I think you also have... You know, record low interest rates and people that are so motivated by having been stuck in an apartment during covid, you know, they they were stuck in their house and now they don't want to be stuck in the house that they're living in. Again, they're they're afraid of some, you know, another epidemic, you know, pandemic, another lockdown. So let's get ahead of that and, and, and get the house that we want. And also financially people got stimulus money. They've got you know, tax returns and t- you know pr- showing up. And then and on top of all of that, all of the additional spending that you, people would have on gas and travel and vacations um, has curbed. So people have a little bit extra money because they haven't been able to go out and get entertained as much. So, so all of those things lead to, well, if I'm not going to be able to do any of these things, then I might as well have a better house, right. aka housing market on fire and uh, you know, homes flying off the shelf for bidding wars and selling above asking is, is the norm. I did see a really funny meme this week, and and and, and I'm going to have to find it and post it. But it was basically like mocking realtors bragging about selling homes above asking price right now because it really is the norm. I mean, look, we, we've been selling homes above asking price for over a decade. You know, we, we know how to get a bidding war on our listings. Um, the market has just presented that for pretty much every house right now. So, um, I think that, uh, the, the, the norm is that it's not really, uh, abnormal to say you got a bidding war on a house now, but we've been doing it for a long time. And, and, you know, we know how to navigate through that situation. There's a lot of agents that don't. So anyway, we're going to be back, continuing our conversation, uh, after a quick break, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. And, uh, we'll be back after a quick break here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market and homebuyer mortgage demand inches higher, but rates hit the highest level since the summer. And, Mike, it, it, it's it's um, interesting because a lot of people don't understand that when interest rates are really low, sometimes that causes people to fence sit, thinking, oh, they're just going to keep getting lower and lower and lower, so why should I jump now? Right. But the second they start to inch up, then people get afraid that they might have missed it. They might have missed it. Maybe rates will rise to the point of unaffordability. Now is the time to jump in. So people think sometimes that when rates start to inch up a little bit, that's it's going to hurt home buyer demand. But they don't understand consumer spending or consumer mentality because the exact opposite happens when they start to inch up. Buyers jump off the fence and jump in because they're afraid of them going higher.
1: Yes, yeah, so you're exactly right. And we're seeing that on our side in the mortgage side where applications have actually tipped up, ticked up. We're getting busier, even though rates have come off the bottom. Because people are like, now is the time now I need to get back in um, and and get in there and get locked in and get things going. And so they rose rather quickly on the beginning part of this year as as um, fears over inflation and the reality of of that coming up and the economy getting better and the reopening and all of that. But you're right. People are jumping in um, with two feet in that and now they're all hearing that you know what's going on with the market um the housing market and how competitive it is and they know it may take a little bit longer than it was in the past because they're hearing from their friends we've been trying to you know we've put a bid in on you know seven houses and haven't gotten one yet and so they're jumping off the fence to get in
0: yeah and and no question that um that that all of these things have an impact on um on the real estate market but but it, you know the the interest rates specifically because we're not talking about such a rise that really knocks people out of the market for the most no. part I mean it's it's eliminating a few trips to Starbucks in a month it's right you really we're, we're, were talking, talking
1: about 30-year fixed rates that you know we got as low as into the you know mid to upper twos and now we're in you know get, starting to get to the you know lower to mid threes and so they're going up so in, you know, in historical perspective, they're still extremely, extremely low affordability is still extremely, extremely high. And there's nothing that's happened with this little blip in the mortgage rates that is going to stop any sort of demand. Um, for buying new houses or disrupt anything in the marketplace um over what's going on. The demand is just still still incredibly high and the affordability is still really historically really, really
0: good. Yeah, and and I think the other point of this is just understanding understanding consumer sentiment. Consumers, when they see the same thing over and over and over again, it's kind of demotivating in a sense. Low rates, low rates, low rates, low rates. Eh, they're gonna be low forever. Um, that that's what they start to think. The same thing happens with home sellers. Oh, prices are rising, prices are up. I'm just going to keep. I'm just going to stay put. I'm not motivated to do anything. But but the reality is, and unfortunately, a lot of people miss the boat because they'll pay attention to that, and then when the market shifts, they're behind it. Um, and because they get greedy, look, hey, I, I don't think we're going to be up against any kind of recessionary thing when it comes to real estate anytime soon. However. Um, I don't know that a lot of people thought it was going to happen, uh, a, you know, 13 years ago, um, you know, when, when we went through one of the worst real estate cycles that we've ever seen. And so w- what ends up happening is sellers, unfortunately, they get greedy and they keep holding on and holding on and holding on, thinking prices are going to rise and they are going to rise forever. And then too many of them jump on when they start to level off and, and that can cause a slowdown. Um, and, and you know, there are a lot of sellers out there that I think are, are, attempting to time the market and there are people that get paid billions of dollars to do that and they don't even get it right so the um you know the tough thing is that whether it's interest rates whether it's home prices when they're when when the status quo becomes you know consistent rates lowering rates lowering rates lowering, people aren't motivated prices rising prices rising prices rising people again so home sellers aren't motivated home buyers are but but ultimately, what a lot of times makes uh, you know causes the change in in sentiment is a month where that isn't the case anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think you'll see this later this year. One of the things that's going to be interesting to see what happens is so. We always, when those statistics that you've been talking about come out, they come out month over month and year over year. As we get later into the spring and the summer, the year over year comparisons are going to become more difficult because prices have rose so much. So they're not going to look, the top line number, the headline number, isn't going to look as frothy as it has been. And because of that, you may see some more people jump off the sellers, jump off their fence, enlist their houses for sale because they think it's going on. But it's, you know, it's that, you know, we've been running 100 miles an hour on the highway and maybe it slows down to 85 miles an hour. We're still cruising super fast and getting going, but it'll look like there's been a downturn in the market when there really hasn't.
0: Yeah. And I, I think there are a lot of home sellers out there that are starting to take notice of potential tax changes we've yeah. we've got a video going out and we've talked about it on the show before but we've got a video going out to our database um, warning our customers that hey look this year may be the last year for you to sell without paying ta- some sort of taxes or an increased percentage of taxes if you're not a primary resident owner and because the tax law changes are coming uh, yeah. the, you know, at this point, it's very unlikely that they're going to make anything retroactive in 2021. It's going to be right. tax law that changes in 2022. And and I think most people predict that uh, capital gains rates are definitively going to go up. Income uh, tax brackets for higher income earners are going to go up. And there is uh, a lot of discussion about the possibility of the 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 exclusion in the tax code right now that allows you to not pay taxes on the gain of a primary residence sale when you've lived in it two out of the last five years up to 250 for single people and up to 500 grand for married couples Um, you know there are a lot of people that believe that's going to go away or it's going to be impacted in some way or um, maybe uh taxed at a lower level or only at a only the people below a certain income level still get to keep it. So there, there is a lot of belief of that change happening. And and I think there are a lot of home sellers would be wise to sell their home this year. And and unfortunately, I don't think enough of them are listening to me, and they're gonna go to sell their home next year and they're gonna get hosed on taxes and they're gonna lose, you know, they're gonna pay a hundred grand to Uncle Sam. And then be frustrated about it, even though we've been taught talk- we, you know, we got the microphone as loud as we can get it. We're talking about it for as long as we can because people need to take notice. You you have an opportunity now that you may not have next year to save money and to put more of that money in your pocket by selling your primary residence. And here's the key, you know, and, and this is where I, I I just I'm baffled that people don't grasp this, but we'll talk to sellers and we'll say, you know what, I'm just gonna wait until next year and okay what if wait until next year it costs you a hundred thousand dollars well i think prices will go up i don't think they're going to go up a hundred thousand dollars and then i mean unless you're talking about really high-end homes and then secondarily you can buy right back in you know i'm not saying sell your home and go live uh in in some apartment you know i'm not i'm not saying sell your home and go become homeless i'm saying sell your home buy another and guess what even if you buy in the same exact price range, you're locked right back into the, the appreciation, but you've taken your gain tax-free, and now you're in your new house until hopefully, uh, maybe there's there, you know, you, you 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 know, sell it when taxes are back to the way they were before again. Regardless, whenever you have an opportunity to take a tax-free capital gain, you're silly not to. I, I mean, really, it's it, especially with the amount of equity that some people have. There, there, there are a lot of people I think they're going to miss the boat or here's what they're going to do. There's going to be enough people talking about this and then the tax code's going to change. It's going to change late in the year and it's going to go into impact in 2022. And they're not going to have enough time to get their right. home listed, sold and closed by the end of the year. And they're going to miss out because they procrastinated uh, and, and it, it could cost them a bundle.
1: Yeah. And people really need to pay attention to this because there there's already starting to be numbers talked about. This is going on. This is very real. There is going to be tax changes. Um, the administration has said, you know, we just passed a $1.9 trillion stimulus package that has to get paid somehow. And there is going to be adjustments in the tax rules and the laws. And a lot of things that you're talking about are sort of low hanging fruit on where they can recover some of that revenue. So you really need to be paying attention, um, and, and, and listening to the advice that the experts are giving because it's very real.
0: Yeah, and 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 again, the the struggle is that if you wait until it gets announced, you might miss it. You may not have right. enough time. I mean, if if they announce this late in the year, uh, you know, you may not have enough time to prep, get your home ready, make repairs, um, and and you could miss out. But again, I'm not saying sell your home and have nowhere to go. I'm saying sell your home and buy another one. Um, You know, you can even, I I, literally, we have a client that does this like every two, two years and one month, he's on the phone with me ready to sell. And I mean, he's bought on the same street before (laughs) he says, I really like the street. I'm waiting for something on those, this street to hit the market. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to like sacrifice your lifestyle. We're just simply saying, um, you know, that, that you're going to, um, you know, sell your home and buy another and take the the gain on your sale now before tax law changes potentially happen because there's a lot of discussion about it. And hey, I hope they don't happen, but but I I'm I'd be um I'd be lying to you if I didn't think that massive tax changes are coming that impacts the game you know real estate gains. So, um hey, home buyer um you know not home buyer, home builders have been hit with uh, delays and increases in costs, and and uh, municipalities not able to keep up with permits, um, the the slowdown of production of materials that happened during uh, COVID. All of these things pile up to slow down new home construction, despite all of the builders wanting to um, you know forge ahead and build more homes. So despite. Um, you know all of it, all all of the greatness in the real estate market material shortages are a real big problem for for the um, you know new construction community.
1: yeah, and there's been such a large supply chain disruption um that goes in just this week, you saw about it on the news of a large tanker in the Suez Canal blocked and stuck and everything else. There's been supply chain. Um, disruptions nationwide, worldwide, that's coming in, that's preventing some of the materials of getting into the home builders and, and the contractors and workers' hands to get the homes built. They would love nothing more than to build as many houses as they possibly could. And they're just being limited because of um, the supply chain, because of permitting, because of municipalities, all of the stuff that are kind of um, effects of what COVID has happened and, and everything else. And it's taking um, um, a long time to get back online to get, you know, increase the the supply with the demand that's out there
0: yeah and and it's something that's not going to change quickly. Um, th- there is uh, no question no. that it, it's going to continue to be this way for a while. Um, and and I think one thing that gets mistaken and and I don't care what anyone says, uh, that this has been a problem, but the municipality is sending people to work from home um you know where they don't have access to their systems where sometimes information's secure and and frankly um i think there are a lot of industries that can work from home remotely i don't necessarily know if i believe in government to be one of those um maybe i'm just a skeptic but uh you know sending people home that are required to fill out and deal with the permits and pass some of this stuff i think slowed things down as well um, and, and and caused the permitting process to be delayed. And now people are getting back in the office and kind of getting back in the groove, but there's such a backlog that that it's gonna take a while to clear it out. And as demand continues to be as high as it is, this is a problem that's gonna stick around forever. So um, I wouldn't say forever, but but for a long time. So anyway, we're gonna wrap up our show with our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And uh, we've covered uh, the the uh, statistics in our local real estate market, what's happening with interest rates, as well as the struggles for new home builders and how that translates to buyer and seller activity, choices buyers and sellers make and offers home seller buyer motivation, all of those things. But now I want to talk about the mass migration that Florida is seeing from a lot of states, but in particular, California, which, um, you know, having having done this for 15 years now. I can't remember prior to uh, post COVID the last time that we helped a customer relocate from California that wasn't a military move. It's just so rare here. It just, does, it just hadn't happened much. Right. Um, you know, it, it just, it was an anomaly. And, and we would get people, you know, we would get soldiers PCSing from uh, Pendleton or, you know, bases in California. And you know Miramar, we've seen, um, but but. Um you know, the, the mass migration from California for regular non-military people is something we've just not seen before. And it is it is definitely happening. We are seeing a flood of people moving from California because of lockdowns, because of politics, because of taxes. All of these things loaded up. You know, when we poll the consumers, these are the things they're telling us. So I'm not creating this and saying that that's the issue. I'm saying that's what they're telling us. The reason they move is. And the, the reality is, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. And and I think it's probably going to cause some major obstacles in California's real estate market. Um, But fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, um, you know, it's it's causing um, more and more uh, demand for our housing market.
1: Yeah. And and because the price in, in California prices of homes historically have been so much higher than we've had locally here in our in our area, of what's getting in, they're coming in with money and that's helping again, increase driving the prices up here, right? They have more um, potential money to bring here and whatnot. It's going good. And all the advantages they are having from a tax perspective or whatever reason they're deciding to move here, they're deciding Florida is more advantageous place to live um, And it's just it, it's fueling our market even
0: more. You know, I was talking to a, a customer of ours this week and I thought it was pretty powerful And, and I, and I think it's relevant for local people to listen, you know, to this, I've talked a lot in the show about home buyers and home sellers and the things they need to adjust to based on current market trends and the bidding war environment that we're in. And we talk to our consumers from California, they've been dealing with that for a long time. Like 1.0 months of inventory is something commonly found in many, uh, you know, areas of California, They're used to this. The home buyers and sellers coming from California are experienced dealing in low inventory housing markets. They know the game. You don't have to coach them up to tell them to make an above asking price offer, waive contingency periods or, you know, the steps that they have to take to get an offer accepted today because it's what they've been doing already. And they're winning a lot of these bidding wars because the Floridians, Think that the oh this is crazy. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to overpay. Um, and you know what? If if the local Floridians don't want to do it, the Californians are ready to pick up the slack and and pay above asking price. So that's just the reality of it. They're they're more coachable because they've been through real estate markets like this. If you're talking about an experienced home buyer or seller from California moving here. This is normal to them. The, right, you know, what we're dealing with right. right now is something they've been dealing with for years and years. So they're coming in more, you know, more prepared and more coachable to make an offer that has a chance at getting accepted because they're used to this. They've already gone through this. So as a home buyer locally, this is what you're up against. You're up against a home buyer moving here from California. That's already ready to do this and pull the trigger because guess what? They've been doing it for years. So you're up against that. You have to adapt quickly or you're going to keep losing out on people that are moving here from parts of the country, aka California, uh, that that have already been dealing with 1.0 months of inventory housing markets for a decade.
1: And that's, it just goes back to, I know we say it all the time, but it's so important to work with an experienced agent, work with an experienced mortgage lender that understands the markets, understands the dynamic uh, of what's going on so that you, they can guide you and give you the best advice to be able to, to move forward because so many people are led the wrong way. And if you want to have the best chance for success, that is really important is hire a professional.
0: And and also, like we talked about, the um, you know there are more realtors than are available homes for sale. Yeah, right I saw that. So there are going to be a lot of part time realtors that don't do much business that are going to get desperate, and there's a lot of them that are going to get out of business. You just don't want to make a mistake of getting stuck with an agent that doesn't that doesn't do a lot of business and is desperate for a sale, so they're going to push you into a bad decision. Yeah. No one at our company is desperate for a sale. We live in we live in abundance. We we've got one hundred and fifty homes under contract right now. We're we're breaking records month over month. Every every year we break records in terms of uh you know what we've sold before, despite record low inventory we're still listing more homes than we did last year and the year before and you know the cream rises to the top if, if you are not working with someone that you have absolute faith in really knows what they're doing and is one of the best agents in the market you're going to miss out on this in a hyper competitive real estate market again and again and you're going to get frustrated when you know you need to look in the mirror because the reason you're frustrated is because you picked the wrong agent to help you and And it's just it's just the reality of the current market that we're in it. You, there isn't any room for amateurs right now. If you're not really, really good at doing this, doing it full time and knowing how to navigate through this situation, doing a lot of transactions, you're you're gonna fail. and yep. And that's something we bring to the table every single day with our team, and we have for you know over a decade. So um, we're proud and honored to help you with the sale or purchase of your home, and we know that we've got the tools and the experience. No matter the market to, to get you through to the finish line and and there's just a lot of people that have got into real estate the last couple of years as a get rich quick scheme because they think that they can go out and make tons of money and you know that they're failing their clients and 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 it's sad when i when i get these stories and we get customers calling us and you know telling these horror stories the things they went through with their agent because they picked the wrong agent Um, you know, do your due diligence, pick pick somebody that does a lot of business and and you have a much greater chance of success in today's market. So anyway, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, we'll be here next Sunday. Again, we aren't on air at the Duncan duo and all the social channels and have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.